I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. The biggest difference between this year and last year's Utah football team, Andy Ludwig. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. Utah Utes are in the discussion for the college football playoffs and, of course, a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. One of the two, either one, is great. They've had a tremendous year this year, predominantly with the same players they had a year ago. Mind you, at the end of last season, uh, Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley were injured, and and really uh, it was running back by committee, and it was Jason Shelley, and they found a way to get into the Pac-12 championship game. All the players came back, and the only real difference – on the, on the entire team is Andy Ludwig is now the offensive coordinator and he's done a brilliant job. I mean, a masterful job of managing this Utah football team offensively. Oh, he, he is. I, I'm so impressed with him. And we talked about it coming in, like his, his years away, you know, giving him more experience that he's going to come back a better coach. Right? right. And we got that answer, man. He came back a better coach and has done a fantastic well, job. You, and you wonder you wonder about players and how like Tyler Huntley has just been excellent all year. Yeah. I mean and and I know you were he's a running back running back playing quarterback playing quarterback but they've really got the quarterback out of him. They have. And what they've done is they've put him in a position where it plays to his strengths. Absolutely. And they're and that's yes. and that takes a that takes a sense of humility, I think, from a coach. Because a lot of these offensive coordinators yeah. are like, I'm brilliant, and I have all these amazing things, yeah. and we're going to do all of this. And, and I, you better be able to do what I tell right. you to do. And as opposed to going, well, this is what this guy can do, yeah, and this is the talent that I have around him. It's what they can do. It's what they can do. So let's let's figure out how to manage and maximize the talent that we have. Yeah. Right? And so – um, what you what you have is you have this quarterback who really isn't a drop back quarterback. Read a defensive guy, he's not. He no. he'll hold on to the ball too long. He's just not comfortable. He doesn't see how defenses from a pure drop back NFL style, style of offense doesn't work for him. What works for him is movement in the pocket, movement in the pocket, throwing on the run, play action. He's exceptional RPO type all stuff, that stuff yeah. yes and they've done a brilliant job of that and and uh, just a natural thing he does is he just he's great at avoiding the first guy that comes on him he's really yeah. good at extending making people miss and extending plays See, and I, I, I think that compliments the coordinator so much and the assistant coaches that he puts around him, the decisions they make. Because you sit in those rooms coaching, assessing your players constantly, and you have those conversations like, we're asking him what he can't do very well. What does he do well? Let's ask him to do what he does well. You know, you have those conversations all the time. This kid's just not comfortable. He cannot perform this technique and be asked to do this. And you're, you're, that goes all the way through every position, right? D-line, well, yeah, linebackers, no question DB, about it. that decision <laughs> you, you make. Yeah, you have running backs – you have, I mean, there's even other quarterbacks that come in the game 
when and yeah. it, and it's all part of you got to play them completely different because they they know Utah knows the best chance they have of winning is to keep Tyler Huntley healthy. Oh, absolutely. So he's not running the ball. Yeah. Whereas a year ago, Thank goodness, right? And so Jason Shelley comes in, and you go, well, you know, that's a brilliant move because Jason Shelley is a great runner. Yeah. I mean, he's really he's been exceptional. He's a really good runner. But he also can throw the heck out of the football. Yeah. And so as a defensive guy, you now have to deal with another look. It's just one more thing. And I know it doesn't break the bank. No. But it does give you pause for concern. You've got to prepare you, for one more package. And you're just like, you're it, like, this is a defensive adjustment i gotta got to make right. for Shelley. And what you hope but, for is that it slows you, you down. Yeah. It just gets you a little less aggressive because you're having to think just a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, now he's in. we got to make. We got to do this. We, and so you're just – you're having to process all of that, and that makes it hard. Yeah. Um, now, Zach Moss is a great running back. Yeah. And it's like, why not just keep Zach Moss in the whole time? <laughs> right. What, what, what's wrong with that? Right. Right? But you got you got to manage those type of guys. And each, player, each person's, a, you know, um, different, right? I mean, each running back would be different. Each player, some are more durable than others, and you can see it. Some, some are more fragile, if you will. More susceptible to injury, you might have a hybrid thoroughbred, you know, but then they're more susceptible to injury, and you got to manage a player's reps based on you know how fragile they are, what they can handle. Are you wearing them out? You're, you know, are you going to take a more risk for an injury when you do wear them out and overuse them? And that's part of great coaching. One of the things I noticed a year ago, and it happens a little bit this year, you have guys that are better edge runners. I'm yeah. talking about running backs, and you have yeah. guys that are more in between the tackles. Yeah. Zach Moss is a great runner kind of in between the tackles. I mean, he's fine on the edge, but he's not a burner. Right. And so they'll bring in some of these younger guys to run some of the outside on the edge runs. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's also a part. And that is so true. Our, our, our producer, Madison, was like, why? It just seems like there's so many running backs all the time. You know, why? Running. And, and it was kind of like, why? And And part of it is, you want that surge. You want the freshest guys in the game all game long. And right. you, they do it with defensive linemen. They do it with defensive linemen yeah. especially. And there's, a, there's yeah. a brilliant move that these coaches are doing. Uh, and, and I'm actually going to tell you about it after the break. Okay. And it's defensive coaches. It's about defensive linemen substitutions. And it's it's a it's a brilliant move. All right, I want to hear I want to hear this one. And there's another thing too that so we're talking about the most important place of football, of course, about managing players uh, in college football. And yeah. it's it's something you you haven't thought. No, of. We're both very passionate about this managing players correctly and putting them in a position to be their best. All right, we'll be back in a minute. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Uh, Jason and Scott here on uh, Rivals talking about managing players in a game and, and how 
uh, Andy Ludwig and the Utah offense, he's, he's done just a f- masterful job of getting the most out of the talent that he has. Yeah. And and uh, and kind of so even the substitutions, why you, why you have them, you, whether it's quarterbacks, running backs, defensive linemen. Yeah. But there's something I've noticed, and and I think I think teams have kind of stumbled onto this, but they've made a bri- it's a brilliant move. Okay. Okay. So there's one of the officials that stands over the ball. So if the offense makes a substitution, the defense is allowed an opportunity to make a substitution if the offense does. Right, they can't hurry up and so snap the ball. here comes an offensive player. Well, right before he gets on the field, here comes a defensive player, and it's a defensive lineman. So he takes his own sweet time getting out on the field, and the, uh, and the defensive lineman leaving the field takes his sweet time getting off the field, and what it creates is an opportunity for guys to rest. Yeah. But it also creates an opportunity where you're screwed as an offense because the clock runs down. Yeah. And so you, you kind of have to get in there and hurt, and it, and it gets you in a big hurry. And I've seen Utah do it several times this year, and I know it's not by accident. Yeah. And I know that they're trying to kind of manipulate the time clock and use it to their advantage. So it's almost like it's triggered. Oh, they send a guy in. We're, we're just going to automatically send a defensive lineman. But it's the in. slow train. It's the slow train. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. I def- love it. It's one of those defensive tacklers. You know, yeah. tackles. Defensive tackles. Right. Three fifty. He needs a break anyway. They don't run. They waddle. They right? waddle. They just kind of. Yeah. They kind of mosey on out there. Well, here's another thing, and it's a very real thing, and it's happening at Utah. It's happening at BYU. It's happening at your local university all across the country, and it's the transfer portal, and. You have, to, you have to manage players because they're going to go in the transfer portal if they're not getting reps. So right. the question before was, why are so many running backs running the ball for Utah? And part of it is that pace, keeping yeah. that pace and that, yeah. that tempo throughout the game. But another part of it is giving guys touches just to keep them happy. Right. And just go, man, we can't lose these guys. Because what happens is you, you're going to lose guys to graduation – yeah, and you don't want to lose the guys that you developed all this time with, who know your system and are good players, and they're just like, "See you later." I, I, can't, I don't want to wait around. Right, I want to play. I, I want to play football. I, I transfer play right now. Right, if and I'm so, sitting there not getting a chance so to play, here, I transfer. So this whole thing about depth at BYU and creating these, you know, deeper positions, and you have these yeah. quarterbacks. There's three of them, and they're pretty good. And yeah. are they all going to stick around? Because they're all kind of the same age. Right, you know, and it's yes. and so it's it's really challenging oh, to that. go. Okay, well, yeah, that's great, but that guy, you know, he, I'm leaving when he is. Why do I want to stay around here? I've already proved that I can play, and and so you go, and I saw that kind of with this Baylor Rom. I go, what if Baylor Rom? He beats Boise State. I even said it. He beats yeah. Boise State. He beats he beats Utah yeah. State. He's gonna spend his entire career behind Liberty. Zach Wilson, and all of a sudden they go, you know, Zach. We really appreciate you, but this guy's got the hot hand. Yeah. We're going to go with it. And Zach Wilson goes, fine, see you later. Right. I'm, I'm in the portal, yeah. you know? Uh, and I, you know Beam what? me up, Scotty. I'm going to another universe I'm here. glad these players have that option. I, I really am. Yeah. You know, because they need to have leverage over the universities and not be treated like a, a piece of meat. Right. Right? And these kids, could, these great players, they, like in Billy's example, they're all great players. Uh, Hall's played great. Romney's played great. Wilson's played great. So I love to see – I don't like seeing great athletes get wasted. 
You know, I mean, right. if if, one, if you're going to sit there and know the next four years you're not going to play, and your whole career is going to be there, drove you don't me have nuts any... as a high school football yeah. coach. Play these schools like Alta yeah. has 185 kids come out for their varsity <laughs> and JV. They're on the sideline. 185 kids. Yeah, and I go, give me your third string guy. Yeah, serious. I'll take them. Let them transfer they, to another school be, and play ball. Exactly. It it was insane what what was going on there. Uh, well, it's a fascinating. Uh, thing to talk about oh yeah this whole yeah. management issue and, I'm s- and about about maximizing the talent that you have and how utah and andy ludwig and, and defensively morgan scott have done a tremendous, done a job, tremendous job of and, really getting the most out of what they have and i really want to compliment them because because i'm hard on the coaches that don't do that it's real frustrating for me because you and i have both been through that situation where we weren't played correctly. We weren't allowed to do right. what we knew we could do best. And it's and we the worst the right, thing in the world. They to, put the square peg in the round hole and right. asked me to do things I was good at but not great at, yep. you know, that kind of a thing. And it was so frustrating to be like that in that part of your career and and watch coaches just screw over people. And you'd get fans that go, well, that guy's not playing very good. And Chris Carter's not worth a crap in Philadelphia. Right. And the next thing you know, he's a pro bowler in Minnesota. And you're like, well, Why? And these players are getting just shredded by the press or fans when they're being asked to do the wrong thing and put in the wrong position by coaches, right? And so I want to just you know put that shout out to great coaches like when I see it, like what Ludwig and like you said, Scali is doing this year, and they look great. They're putting, they're 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 adjusting, and they're building their team and their scheme around players and asking them to do what they do well, and they're all performing great yep and that's sign that's a sign of me of great coaches putting them in a great position and you can do that at every school and at every level right whether it's high school or college but you can do it also with a poor football team a great coach takes a team if you're like you said weak in the bench weak in some areas BYU's in a different area but I really believe BYU even being down per se has the ability to be a 10 and 2 9 and 3 type of team if managed correctly right there's yep. a lot of other things the AD can do and get in a conference and all that. But great coaches manage great football teams, and it's just uh, it's a great thing to see. All right, this round of Rivals is over. He's Jason Buck. I'm Scott Mitchell. We're powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. And, all right, I'll be a nice guy. It's okay to act like Jason yes. every other Thursday. <laughs> Your life is much better. Yes. Yes.